Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. Tonight My I'm joined by Ray. Ray. Yeah. yeah. And if you folks aren't aware, there's been a lot of things that have been popping off in the, the, the wide world of gaming. We're yes. here to help navigate that with you, the listener. So. So. Yeah, I guess uh, so. We got we got a lot of news. We j a Nintendo Direct just happened. Um, some less exciting news happened with Activision as well recently. We're gonna hit those in the news segment, but real quick, we're gonna touch on stuff we've been playing lately. Yep. Um, which is gonna be kind of dovetail into one of our bigger stories here, but um. Lately, I guess real quick, because I think our second game here is going to eat up a lot of our time and conversation for good reason. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give some brief thoughts, to get or get your thoughts and my thoughts as well, on the Anthem demo. This uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before that. Yeah. Uh, everybody, uh, their EA allowed a demo to go up for Anthem, which is like a action RPG with robot suits and you fly around and do stuff. I do love Mecha. Let me get that out of the way. Yeah. No one, every, the everyone, lo everyone loves Mecha. Whomst among us doesn't love Mecha? The easiest way to get me to buy a game is you say you have either Mecha or Mecha suits. and Typically, I'm in. Typically. Hint, hint. Yeah, so I, pl I don't know how much you played, but I played like a I'm going to say a couple of hours. Uh, and I, I played two hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know about what? you, but, um, man, I kind of hated it. Like, mm -hmm. there was nothing about that two hours that made me think this is, this is going to be fun. The, the problems I had with it is, um, the, <sighs> should we, before I get into the problems I have with it, I wanted, what did you think of it? Maybe I'm just being weird. I... I think I kind of agreed. I don't know if I hated it. I kind of enjoyed it the way I enjoy... Um, what's that game called? Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. Where it the core game isn't particularly engaging. Like, it's not as, like, solid, rock solid as something like Destiny is. But I could see myself wasting a lot of time with that game regardless. But I think there's just a lot. It's not like there's no one big thing that kind of does it for me. Here that like kind of kills that game for anthem for me. But there's just lots of little things that really add up that um, kind of hampered the cuts. whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Like just to rattle off a couple quick things, like none of the story stuff that. I saw the demo looked engaging or interesting at all. I know that's not the main focus, but uh, it's in the demo. I'm allowed to critique it. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, moving around the town, like, just wasn't really, like, a big thing for me. Like, it didn't feel like... It, it didn't feel like moving around the Citadel in Mass Effect, which was, was actually interesting and had some cool character stuff. <laughs> this did not feel like that. Uh, just general, like... Just the game just kind of feels generally imprecise. Yeah. Like, 
my kind of I feel bad because like my main reference point for this game is Destiny, which is kind kind of what they're billing this as. Like you know they're they're getting like big Destiny YouTubers to do content for it uh, and like previews and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're kind of billing this as, and it just doesn't have that same like exact pres- very crisp control that um, Destiny does. Like. I was trying to use like a melee ability, and um, I might ha- we might have some footage going on here. But just some of the melees, like when they connect, it feels great. But like I hit the button, and I don't have any clue where I'm gonna go. Like I, it might lock a soft lock onto this guy, or it might whip. Like it feels really imprecise in a way that, th- in not like a way that is like cool, like a cool engaging skill way. It's like a I th- I think that should have hit, but it didn't for some reason, and I have no <laughs> idea why. Um, and, and it's just, and then the other thing is like the the um, the game also kind of pitched a big, like also makes a big deal of like the flying. So you're like go like Iron Man style. You're like flying around from objective to objective, which is cool. But it's kind of just like a glorified. Uh, way to go around the environment from fight to fight. Like, it's not... The flying, at least in, like, the demo encounters, w- wasn't really, like, integral to any of those fights. Like, you, you can hover and, like, float around a bit in the fights, but you're not, like, dog fighting or doing, like, strafing runs or anything like that, which is kind of what I, I had pictured. Part of that's on me for expecting something else, but it just feels like it's... It's like a... V- it's like your Sparrow in Destiny, how you just, like... Yeah, you, drive you just use it to get around. It's not really useful yeah. for anything else. Like it's not it's not the core it's not a core part of the like the combat, which is what I thought it was gonna be. Again, that's part of that's kinda on me. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand it feels like well, it kinda feels like a missed opportunity to make that that would have been really cool if they had like almost like spare me the reference, but almost like Give me like part sl- part destiny, part crimson skies. Ooh, ooh, deep. Like cuts. a little bit, like a just a little bit of touch of like arcadey dog fighting or something. Like, would you say that, like Star like, Fox? <laughs> I mean, almost like. Why not Macross? Just, I mean, like I said, it just it it's something that they like pitch as like being like a real it something that they sold as being a big part of the game. And it just feels really, I don't want to say inconsequential, but it's its not a po- core part of the combat. And the core combat that is there is just doesn't have the oomph of the, of like Destiny, mm-hmm. of Destiny gunplay. And it just, I don't know. I, I wasn't blown, super blown away. Like I said, it's not any one of those things that really killed it for me, but just like lots of little things like that, just really like, really I wasn't like super hot on it to begin with, but really kind of cooled my thoughts on the game in general. Is there kind of any other last minute things you want to say about Anthem? Yeah. So what I didn't like about the game is I don't know who designed the menu UI just to do a oh, mission, geez, yeah. but my <laughs> gosh, go, I, I, hey, listen, my man or my woman, I, I don't know which one, but seriously, my peoples. my peoples, you need to reopen the book in game UI, because it should not take me three minutes to figure out how to do a mission, I was like, what do I do, 
what do I do? Do I do I quick select? Do I just select here? And you know, that's just getting to the mission. Walking to get your armor. There, that might have been the slowest walk cycle I've ever experienced in a game, and the fact that it was in first person did not help anything at all. It felt for a high action game. I was like, why are you making me do this? This is torture. Yeah. Like, and then to oh, just like another thing. I just remembered it. Like in Destiny, uh, I have I honestly we have done a lot of video stuff with Destiny lately. Maybe we should do more. Anyways, um, but in Destiny, I am a weirdo who's like constantly switching my subclass, constantly switching out the weapons I use, just because that's like, I like having, using different guns and like different things because it keeps the game fresh for me, and like, but in Anthem, essentially you have to, so you pick your guns and then you pick your class, and then if you want to change any of that, you have to go. All load all the way back to the to the town, which is a, <laughs> was a long load on my PC. So I don't know how that's going to be how that was on console, but oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the optimization of this game is, at least for the demo, inexcusably bad. Like yeah, it was, there it was, was not rough. getting sixty frames per um, second at all. Uh, and then you have to lo- so you load into the city, then you have to load into the forge. Mm-hmm. Then you pick your new guns and your new class if you want to. Mm, that's and another thing. Your gun, the one gun you're taking to the field, that's it. You are not switching weapons mid-combat. Like, you find a sexy new gun on the ground, cool. You got to finish your mission before you could even think of using it again. You're, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, like oh, it just... Right. I mean, it, it, in Destiny, it's like the the equivalent of going back to the tower in Destiny to change your subclass. Which just seems crazy to me. Like mm-hmm. that way, it just I what? No loot shooter. You know, do honestly, that. I think that was the that was the kind of like the <laughs> catalyst <laughs> of me being like, I don't think I really like this. That like oh, it's oh. like there are enough things about it that are like fun mm-hmm. and like and you know I like seeing shooting guys and seeing numbers go up and you know I mean like just that pure like. Skinner box shit stuff, mm-hmm. um, but like that was the th- the thing. It's just like I'm so used to like kind of min maxing every encounter in Destiny with like okay this is this fight so like I want to make sure I have this shot this exotic shotgun ready with like this to take care of this guy and then I switch to my sniper for this part like being able to swap on the fly like it makes me feel like I'm really good at Destiny and. So- to oh, just have that be completely removed from Anthem as a, like a mechanic blows my mind. I thought I would love this, but their core thesis of the game, like their core mechanic of mm-hmm. flying, I felt like such a dumbass flying in that game. Whoa. You know, you know the first part in Iron Man where Tony Stark uh-huh. finally gets Whoa. the suit like Whoa. built, and he's just like smacking himself across the room that was me except actually in the game and I couldn't fix it until I stopped playing the game because the flight controls are so precise for mouse and keyboard and you can't really fine tune or lock them in and I was just like this is awful this feels so bad there's a cool little thing you could do where you could shoot your gun while flying 
but uh, it doesn't do anything special. Like if it did something cool, like you do more damage, you get to a better vantage point. No, yeah, the enemies like, are just bullet sponges. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, it was like, and it was like flying. It was like you're you're hovering. Like you're not like like doing like a super lightning fast like strafing run or anything. You're just kind of like strafing in midair. Which yes, is that's just, that's it. I don't know. Like there's so much that could be done. It's kind of like. Uh, the Frostbite engine wasn't meant for these types of games. And <laughs> EA needs mm. to stop making Bioware use the Frostbite engine for things it wasn't intended for. It was not mm. intended for this. Clearly. Mm. Or, mm. I, I, I know why, I get why, but man, man, the worst thing that happened to Anthem was letting people play it early. It's a great thing, saves me 60 bucks. <laughs> it gave me yep. insight into like, oh, oh no, this is bad. None of this is a good. Oh yeah. no. Comes um, out in a couple days as of this recording. But there is one thing we can thank Anthem for, and it is getting my origin launcher updated because. Well, one thing we can thank Anthem for is uh, getting our origin updater uh, up to date. So we can play Apex Legends, a surprise free-to-play battle royale from the makers of Titanfall. And we've been playing a good bit of it, and we really like it. Seriously, I have 27 hours in the game. Yes. I uh, do not have that many. I can't stop playing it. It's really oh, good. And uh, um, it kind of answers my wish that of the triple A polish applied to a battle royale game. Like it doesn't have the weird jank of PUBG that has like a way tighter shooting than Fortnite and just has a lot of other really smart kind of decisions. Um, like for example, uh, like the ping system, like you can, like you have a dedicated button to like ping something and it's mm -hmm. contextual when you use it. So if you ping it at a bad guy, they'll be like, oh, hey, there's a bad guy over there. If you ping it at gear, it'll tell the rest of your squad, oh, hey, there's this gear here. And, like, there's other – it's, like, a great – it's a really great way to – it's a great way to communicate without being able to – without even, like, talking at all. So, it, mm -hmm. so for, like – because the game is by – there is no, like, single-player game. You are put into teams of three – and so it, it's a I think we're going to see like the smart ping in if in it's almost like a like a Dota or like a League of Legends or Dota style ping uh, I'm, if we ha we are going to see this a lot more in a lot more games soon just because it, it is that good like, it just <laughs> works that well um, so so the shooting feels good. Pinging everything to let enemy... Not enemies, but your friendlies know what's good. You know what one of my favorite pings is? Mm -hmm. It's the ping where I pick up the triple-take sniper rifle. Very powerful sniper rifle that fires three bullets as once. Nothing drops their shields better. Seriously. Um, and I pick it up, and I don't happen to have a scope. I can go into my inventory. I hit the ping button, and the character says out loud, in the language that you have selected... I will take my favorite lifeline or Bayline, as I call her. I mm -hmm. love that character. Combat medics got to stick together. She's like, I, ha 
<clears throat> I'm looking for a sniper scope. Level, <laughs> level one. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's what I need. I need good communication. You never have to have your mic on when talking with people. But the fact that the game is forced to be so team dependent, I this is one of the few first person shooters since Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 where I didn't mind having my mic on. Mm -hmm. Modern Warfare 2, I learned my lesson. And the mic went Oh on. no. <laughs> oh, it did. You oh, can no. only hear someone call you the N-word just so many times before you're like, you know what, this isn't fun it's anymore. It's like that part I, I, from the new Dragon Ball movie when Frieza goes to meet all the Saiyans and then he says something very inappropriate. Uh, well, he just calls them all monkeys. He, he always calls them monkeys. That, mm. That's his shtick. That's not cool, Frieza. Saiyans have tails <laughs> and big it's not ears. Cool. Frieza's a racist. Are you just figuring this out? <laughs> no, I'm not. It's, uh, the people need to know. Frieza is still racist. Even though he came back from the dead. Still bad. Destruction um, of Planet Vegeta was an inside job. <laughs> that's a, another podcast for another day. Anyways, okay, okay. Uh, I, I like you just kind of touched on it, but Apex, like the other thing that kind of sets us apart is that it has characters. So, like, it's not as crazy as Overwatch. Like, they all move, like they all have the same like movement and like don't have like preset guns or anything, but. They have just enough, like, perks and differences that, like, it is... There are kind of synergies you can kind of work it. And I think they do some really smart, like, some really cool things. Like, one of my... Well, one character I like, his name is Pathfinder. He's a robot. And one of his abilities is that there are secret beacons you can find on the map. Which, if mm -hmm. you, like, go... And they're usually kind of in, the, in in pretty exposed places. So you need your team to cover you. But if you get to them and kind of hack into it, it'll tell you where the next, um, like, safe zone is going to be. So, it, which gives you, like, a ton of information about how you should be moving and stuff like that. And I think it's a really cool way to translate, like, kind of, like, an ability or, like, perk um, from something like Titanfall or COD uh -huh. into the Battle Royale, like... Uh, like genre because but because and i think it like it worked like there, there's just a lot of smart stuff like that of like how there's a chance you, you can like rev if a teammate dies you can grab their respawn beacon and like take you have to manually take it to a spawn thing and like manually like charge it which like leaves mm -hmm. you really exposed so it's like kind of a really risky thing but if you pull it off you can get one of your teammates back like there's just so much smart stuff um i mean it's oh, not yeah you you I forgot about that. That's like one of the most important features. The fact that uh, you can revive completely dead teammates if you get to their like dead kit in a while. Yeah, Not fast enough. It's it there. It's really cool. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so I honestly don't have much more to say about that other than I'm just really enjoying it and can't wait to see what else they do. Feels with cool the, when you get the champion with the victory. game, yeah. It, uh, I have not secured a championship victory yet, but I will get there. And uh, can we talk about the publishing of this game? Because that's the most interesting thing to me. Yes. 
Uh, so Respawn Entertainment. This is just all third-party rumor I heard, but there's too much evidence to like force it to not be true. Uh, they didn't want any of EA's marketing help. They, as far as I heard, they didn't want their PR help like before the game launched. They didn't want of any additional EA development help. From what has been rumored, it's just Respawn Entertainment said, let us make the game, we will release it the day it's done. Literally, we do not need or want your publishing efforts before the launch of this game. Because Re Respawn was feeling salty. Uh, Van Sampella, I think that's how you pronounce enunciate his last name, was feeling really salty at EA's publishing efforts for Titanfall 2 and how they just threw them under the bus and released Battlefield 1 like mm -hmm. a week or two uh, before Titanfall 2 and like just Titanfall 2 great campaign of a game everyone should give it a shot if you get the chance but uh, many people didn't they're like oh I want to play Battlefield right now I want to play this other first person shooter which is a shame that's such a shame Titanfall's so the way but Titanfall 2 is like I don't want to say the peak of the Call of Duty style shooter genre, but that game is real good. It is really it's the movement. It's the movement and the shooting and mechs. And mechs. Mm-hmm. Your mech talks to you. He's your best friend. That's great. I love it. Love every second of it. But this game just came as far as everyone else was concerned, out of nowhere, and it is just gangbuster. Yeah, they Beyonce. <laughs> It is topping the Twitch charts. Yes. Beating Fortnite. Just beating Fortnite over the head. And the number... I mean, that that's kind of the other story thing of it. Is just that... Just because the core game is so solid, it's free to play. This game already has 25 million players. It's got a peak concurrent of 2 million. So, if they support this game well and continue to refine it and add more stuff... Uh, I, this, yeah, it's, it's going to be really crazy to see where this game goes. Um, just cause it's already off to such a hot start and I look forward to it. For sure. Well, Ray, do you want to move into our news section here? No, but let's do it anyways. Okay. Well, we're going to start with the bad news first. Uh, and the bad news being, well, you know, there's been a lot of news recently here, but uh, I would say the, uh, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah, Felix. <laughs> so the big news, well, some of the big news is that Activision Blizzard has laid off approximately eight percent of its staff, uh, about. 800 people in total. Um, Give or take. This just happened yesterday on an er and was like announced as an, on an earn earnings call. And you know, th there have been a lot of just layoffs in games and like media companies lately that have really made people kind of stingy about some of this stuff, which I think is totally fair because it's really frustrating to see um, 
to see your uh, CEO Bobby Kotick say, "quote uh, you know Activision has you know quote once again achieved record results in 2018." Somewhat like Call of Duty Black Ops 4 it was the best-selling console game this year. It outsold Black Ops 3, um, and just other projects have been very successful for them. But they laid off 8% of its staff. And it's just, I mean, it, and like the, you know, bootlicker force here. Um, <laughs> it would come back like, well, you know, force. like the projects end and stuff. And it's like, yes, I'm aware that projects end. Like, um, but like, I, I think this whole thing reeks of just like a insane over leveraging and just, vastly unrealistic expectations like one this kind of ties into another news story which I don't know if we talked about honestly but uh, with Bungie splitting from Activision and independently publishing Destiny going forward uh, and Activision in the same earnings call said that, that that was a decision they made because they couldn't further monetize without control of the IP and it's like Destiny has a Can really healthy what that means. Yeah, and that's the thing is like <laughs> Destiny has a really healthy loyal like player base. It's like it's just like at a certain point like it it's just kind of a, a like you know, I know projects end. I know you don't want to pay people to like sit around and do nothing all day. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point it's just like well, it's maybe your gro- maybe your expectations for growth are just completely out of line, and it's it's kind of hard to hear from Bobby Kodak, who's because he's that high up in the company, his salary is public. It's thirty million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and they just hired a brand new CFO a month and a half ago. Who got a recording? I forget what his actual take home. I think it's something close to like the, two million. The initial compensation package he received was totaled at fifteen million. Yeah, fifteen million in bonuses. And it was like yeah, you yeah, know some cash, some stock, you know whatever the whole package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they ha- then when you hear on the call like we broke all of our records, but. Because we're going to have a softer 2019, we're going to have to go ahead and remove some of this workforce. Granted, they're all getting severance packages. They're all getting uh, extended health. Uh, their health care is going to be extended, I think it's for two months. And they're all getting, uh, I do believe, opportunities to go to job fairs. Which, you know, if you got to take someone out of the company, I, the best way to do it is with as soft a landing as possible. But I believe a person I listened to brought this up, and if Body mm-hmm. Kodak was to lose his job right now, that second, snap my fingers, I Thanos him away from his job, he, once again, probably has his salary amount in the bank, because I'm sorry, you just can't spend $30 million a year. People can't spend that much. You have to buy a yacht or a private jet constantly you're buying things at a like an incredibly you're you're at that point it's just like it's a high score like you're just yeah there's no material value it's just like pure there are military vehicles of war not not many but some that don't cost as much as this man makes a year 
really, really think about how much $30 million a year is for one person and then him to pop off and say, eh, we got to cut these jobs of these people. It's like, That's dude. the thing. It's like, again, like, I under, you know, I don't know uh, how much personal experience you have, like, w- working in the games industry, but like, like I said, like, layoffs, I, I under, like, work for some projects ends sometimes. Like, I understand that. And sometimes there might not be available uh, work for those teams to immediately jump into so that might be the best option for to do and but like eight per eight hundred people like i think that's the thing that really makes this like really bet like just awful is the fact that you know they're giving this guy like a huge compensation station package like a month before this guy shows up. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe part of that reason why he got such a sweetheart deal is because Activision is in dire straits. Um, I mean, Codex still making it, still getting a, his giant like payday. Then talking about like, you know, like talking about how this was still like a record breaking year for Activision and one of their, I think they said their their most successful year to date, mm-hmm. and they're still laying off eight percent of their workforce, eight percent, so, eight hundred people. Like at that at that point, it's just like like there is just a top down like mismanagement. Uh, I think they're all U.S. based as well. I want to get that out of the way before some people say like were they international studios? No, that was all U.S. studios. Yeah, and it's just. To me, that's just like it's just like just top down like mismanagement, like over leveraging of. It's like, well, nothing is going to be a profitable if you have like r- ludicrous, pro like return expectations. Like if if you, if, it's just a complete scope mismanagement just to like leverage a few more bucks because especially because Activision is you know like a lot of other companies these days are increasing dividends and to shareholders and aggressively um, engaging in stock buybacks so it's like consider this consider how much damage that Activision just did for themselves on like a gigantic meta scale um no one worth their salt or talent, like actual like development or publishing talent, is going to want to work for a company that literally does not care about you. They see you as a number. You can help that company be the most successful it's ever been. doesn't matter. Your job is on the firing line when it comes to an earnings call. No one wants to work for that. So yeah. like, true talent right now isn't looking at Activision and polishing their resume to work there. They're like, you know what, I'll, I'll take my chances somewhere else. I'll, maybe yeah, I'll start and my it's like, it's just kind of like, I mean, the whole thing just screams like, Activision doesn't really have an answer for battle, like, beyond Blackout, which is part of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't really have an answer for, like, the lo- like sensation uh, that is sweeping the nation that is Fortnite um, on that scale and like they just don't have an answer for it and I think that's what they're it, it just 
like it's just so frustrating because it it's so clearly like like I'm saying like they're doing buybacks they're increasing dividends it's so clear just like a it's just a clear concentration of of wealth mm-hmm. that it's like again even it's, if there even if there is part of it is is mainly just you know these teams just didn't have any specific work anymore like. Activision yeah. probably doesn't need much staff dedicated to doing Destiny publishing because that deal has ended. Yeah, so yeah. that's that, understandable. That, but like that, in there. that isn't 8% of the company. No, no. It's a lot of support staff from Blizzard, King, uh, Activision itself. Uh, there's one in the studio whose name uh, escapes me. Uh, it's one of the ones that Activision owns. I constantly forget that they own. E- either way, it... it None of it feels good because you just flooded the market with a bunch of, I assume, decent talent out there. Granted, a lot of it is support and administrative talent. Like, I, uh, if I remember correctly, I don't think a lot of development or any development staff was part of this. It was all support-based and all PR and uh, communications, like marketing-based. So a lot of what you said is true. Like, the Destiny, the Destiny support team probably isn't needed anymore. Uh, but what other games does Activision have on the horizon? Well, they said in the earnings call, nothing. And shouldn't that concern them as a company that they're the business? Activision is not like Konami, and they're not like Samsung. You know, Samsung, you don't always think of like TVs. They also make phones, and you know they have a computer line that's not doing great, but they mm-hmm. have it. They they have a portfolio of products. Activision has video games. And last I checked, the only thing coming out is, like, whatever the next Call of Duty is coming out next year. Like, all the way in November of Yeah, and, like, a Crash Team Racing remaster. They are yeah, publishing but... Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Are they? They are. Oh, which no. is really weird now that I think about it. That is weird. Also, I said I'm not buying any Activision games in 2019. And, mm, I, I gotta hold strong, but... Mm. No, no, that game looks interesting. Hold strong. Hold strong. But yeah. There are plenty so. of other games from reputable... That's another thing. Can we get this out of here? If you really believe in the phrase, vote with your wallet, guess what? Activision doesn't care about like, the employees. That's, at all. That's the thing I wanted to say is, like, what well, kind of relates to that is, even if you did vote with your wallet, like... You can't vote with your... You could not have voted with your wallet hard enough to even begin to scratch the surface of, like, the the money they would make from, like, share buybacks and increasing dividends. Like, at a certain... Like, buying with your wallet assumes we're working on, like, a fair, merit-based market. Mm-hmm. And... These kinds of moves are the ones you make when you d- are when we are not in that. Also, I'm not here to like dis, you know, like uh, obviously like that. That's like like I said, like it's something that we've joked about. Like you know, that's if you don't like something, don't buy it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, it's that I'm just that I don't even think that would matter in this case. It wouldn't matter if like. If, it, like, uh, just like the scope of that, just like this is just like a pure 
investor capital move. Like it, it almost doesn't matter like how much, you know, how successful 2018 was or even what 2019 was. It just feels like this, this is the kind of move you make where it, that is just so disconnected from the core business. Just as, like I said, like I said, is a pure, just a pure concentration of wealth that it doesn't matter. And that should be really, that is really bad and awful and really sucks. And yeah. uh, just, I really hope, I, Activision is catching a lot of heat for this. And I hope that people stay mad about this because this is gross and more importantly, and for them, unsustainable. Yeah, growth does have an endpoint. They they'll find out what it is. Obviously, they don't think the end point is in 2019. That's fine to think that. What do I know, right? Exactly. Well, hey. Oh, uh, talk about good news. Parting shot. Gamers, game developers, and people who work at game studios. If you aren't thinking about unionizing, you should maybe think about it. I think about it all the time. I'll I don't think it, it doesn't prevent layoffs, but it sure helps. So I think about it. Yeah. Bargaining. Get a seat at the table. Exactly. Fun news time. We're talking about fun news now. Yep. There was a Nintendo Direct today, and boy howdy, did we... uh get a lot of announcements from that. I did not watch it, so you have to tell me a little about that. Okay, well, I, do you know, uh, I mean, other than the ones I posted about, do you know kind of do you know anything that was announced? Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I see the I see the, the Zelda thing. Uh, Dragon Quest, okay, Dragon Quest. Let me, here, I'll just run that on the list. So, okay. Here's what just here's what we got. Super Mario Maker 2 for the Switch. June 2019. Wait, I didn't see that. Yep. And they've got ramps, they've got some stuff from 3D World, like lots of other little improvements and changes. Hey, uh, I think they've up. even built they understand that it's, you know, not really a touchscreen based um System, so it seems like they built some pretty clever tools to build with just a controller, yeah. which would be All essential. Right. But I assume if you're undocked, you could still use a. Uh, it looks like you could still use it as like a touchpad, regardless. Mm -hmm. Moving on, just another update on Marvel Ultimate Alliance, uh, the Black Order coming out late summer 2019. Uh, I liked those Ultimate Alliance games. Would be more there for another one. Uh, Got a new Box Boy and Box Boy game, which was a 3DS game. Box Boy and Box Girl. Yes, uh, I like that game's pretty cute looking. Sarah played it and liked it. Uh, it looks that's adorable. cool. Moving on, we've got so many announcements here; it's kind of ridiculous. Smash Alt. We got a Smash 3.0 update. Uh, new DLC characters. I think they've got a couple other things. It sounds like they've got a couple other things coming that in that spring update. Uh, the level nines are crazy and can tech out of Ganondorf's side B, which 
blows my mind. I love how that's that, been like uh, your that's just literally been blowing your mind. No, like so. I, brief sidebar away from the direct. So I've been playing some Smash Bros. lately, and Ganondorf, my guy, has a move where you can grab somebody, and if you're in the air when you hit them with it, you slam. You like you drop and slam into the ground. And yeah. if you're over a cliff while you do it, you slam down to the bottom of the stage and you kill yourself, but also very likely the other person too. But apparently... It, it's, it's called a Ganon side. The Ganon, the Ganon suicide B. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but apparently the level 9 bot, like bots in Smash, which are like really crazy and good, can somehow get out of this grab which is something they could not ever do before, which is really messing me up. I'm like, what do you mean you can just d- leave this grab? That's not how this works. What? <laughs> Blows my mind. Anyways. No more Ganon signs. Uh, you got some updates to Captain Toad. Treasure Tracker. Yeah. It's cool. Some DLC coming for that. Update on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is like a Symphony of the Night Castlevania kind of thing. Coming some later. Uh, final release date announced for summer 2019. <gasps> Dragon Quest Builders 2, July 2019. I didn't play that, that first that one. Yeah. yeah. I thought uh, it was Dragon Quest uh, 11. There is all. There is also Dragon Quest 11. My good boy. There's both. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, looks like we've got some more Starlink stuff. A game called Rune Factory 4, which I've never played, is coming in 2019. And they announced a game called Rune Factory 5. Um, let's see here. Uh, you're burying the lead. Tetris Battle Royale. I haven't, to- I haven't gotten there yet. Darn it, <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, we've got a, a new Square Enix RPG, Onin- Oninaki. Oh, that's a Square Enix one? I didn't know. Yes. Uh, we got a Yoshi's Crafted World demo out today. Main game coming March 2019. I thought Yoshi's Worldly World was cute. Might look at another one of those. A new Fire Emblem game. It's coming out on July 26th, which is great because I love me some Fire Emblem. And uh, getting to know my party. Mm -hmm. And petting them. Hem. They sometimes need pet. <laughs> Hem. <laughs> Tetris 99. Oh, man. Out today. A battle Royale for free. If you're a Nintendo Switch Online subscriber. Uh, mm-hmm. Which makes sense. It is a Tetris Battle Royale game. Which, if it isn't something we've specifically joked about on this podcast before is definitely very close to something we've specifically joked about before where it's like der a hundred puzzle games drop out of a plane der now it's real and now it's real (laughs) and now it's it's like that one time that Obama said thanks Obama and then we couldn't make that joke anymore because we've already hit the peak and this is that this is this is new peak. <laughs> there are no other battle royale like game type game jokes to make because we have Tetris Battle Royale and it's 
out now for free. Have you played it? No, but I've downloaded it. <laughs> I will play it tomorrow morning. Uh, there's, there's this thing I, I was looking at that looked kind of hot. It's the demo for Damon X Machina. Yes, I was gonna say that. I was gonna make sure you knew about that yet, as well, because no, you like robots. Oh, it's made from the developers of Armor Core. I'm totally giving this game yes. a shot. Absolutely. I'm was there um? Shoot, what was that one? It's the Sega game with the robots. Virtual uh, on? Yeah. Are we getting? Is really? Wasn't there a virtual on remaster happening somewhere? Am I crazy? Uh, virtual remasters have happened. They just don't always get a U.S. release. Bastards. So they exist. Okay, moving on. We got Dead by Daylight. Who cares? Uh, Delta Rune Chapter One coming to the Switch February twenty eighth. A follow up to Undertale, a game we enjoyed. Uh, uh, which is odd because, like, Chapter One has been available for months. Yeah. It's a free game. That but it's just, like, it um, takes time to get something on the Switch, you know. It's I, 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 I know, I know. It's just, it's just like I wonder how many Switch fans are actually like actually excited about that. People, you know hey, what? I will. I am a sucker for anything not on the Switch being on the Switch and be like, ooh. <laughs> I'm e- like a child. I'm easily amused by this. You're like, wait a minute, is this getting the switch for it? Like and a toddler. <laughs> uh, we got Hellblade, Susuno Sacrifice. It's okay to be mentally ill, folks. Spring 2019, it's on the switch. I do need to give that game a shot. So maybe Mortal I'll... Kombat 11, April no, 23rd, okay. 2019. Not a fighting game, as far as I'm concerned. Whoa. Yep. Come at me. That is a hot take, but also a just a wrong take because it is a fighting game, not a good fighting game. I, I was I, like, I, it was like, you know, I I prefer Mortal Kombat and like Injustice style like inputs are not my favorite fighting games, but there's no fighting game. Never. No, mind. no, okay, okay. There's still fighting games in the game. Yeah, I. Oh! I am that, <laughs> I am that weird person. That will gladly accept Smash Brothers as a fighting game versus Mortal Kombat. That is the mo- Yep. That's a real <laughs> galaxy brain tip. Like what, what? What? Never mind. We can't. We don't have time for this. We. <laughs> oh. I'm okay. Um. Unravel two. That's cool. That's cool. Coming to Switch March 22nd. Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered March, May 21st. I liked... Uh, hot take. I liked Assassin's Creed 3. I didn't play any other Assassin's Creed after that, which would suggest that I didn't like Assassin's Creed 3, but I thought it was okay. Hey. In uh, one month. This, I have to buy this... Like as principle, like it'll just sit on my memory card and never go anywhere. But uh, Final Fantasy VII comes out <laughs> next month for Switch. <laughs> and I, I seriously just, <laughs> I'm funny, like, how much maybe. is it? Whatever, download, buy. Okay, I'm not gonna play it. Uh, maybe I'll pick it got up. Got but... Chocobo Mystery. Speaking of Final Fantasy, we got Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. Oh, oh my God! I can't care. <laughs> we have Final Fantasy VIII. Just kidding! It's not Final Fantasy 8. It's Final Fantasy 9. And 10. 
later today. 12. And 10. And are we getting 10 too? Please, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we're getting some crazy looking game called Astral Chain from, uh, from Platinum. From Platinum, which I haven't. I'm. I'm watching the trailer now. It seems to be some sort of like anime cop game because these people say are, no more. It's like you're, <laughs> but I. It's like anime cops fighting. Uh, but there's like you have summons, and then there's like it looks kind of like near automata at times, and there I don't know, man. There's some weird. No There's some more. stuff happening here. Um, hey, the, I just want to remind you that the last game that Platinum made was near Automata. All right, they're batting a thousand for me right now. Yeah, uh, to make the game of the generation is a uh, it, it, mm. that's it, that's a home run. You yeah. can do whatever you want after that. Anime space, anime, anime magic space cops, cop, sure, what <laughs> whatever you say, <laughs> approved. Um, <laughs> Next up, uh, this uh, rundown sheet I'm looking at says Bayonetta 3 Acknowledged, which I assume just means, yes, we're still making that game. <laughs> that could um, mean anything. <laughs> so I assume that this means, like, hey, they're still working on this game, too. Finger guns. Yeah. Uh, and then the last game is kind of wild because it's a re... To say it's just a remake seem is selling it short here. It is it's a full on like remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which was a Game Boy 2D Zelda game. I'm in. That uh many people would say is one of the one of their favorite Zelda games. When I was a child, like when I was very young, I must have beat that game 100% three times. So the nostalgia I have for that game can't be measured. I'm, I'm totally in. A full 3D remake of that, yes. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. It's like, because it's, because um, the original was on the Game Boy, but this, uh, this new one has some like, the art is just, super cool like it's got like a kind of a tilt shift like 3D like little tiny little guy like mm -hmm. I don't know how like the best way to describe it or even like what a good comparison would be um, um it looks kind of like a link between worlds that game that came yeah, out yeah it does it looks I mean like yeah it looks like a link between worlds but with just like enhanced just like enhanced from there and I am I have never played Link's Awakening, so I think I will definitely be getting this because this looks pretty great. Uh, if you get a chance, just find like on a on the DSI shop or something like that. Link's Awakening—it's a really good game, really solid. Probably beat it in like five, eight hours or something like that. Okay, not long. Um, and that's the that's the direct. It was a meaty direct. Uh, Sarah rated it a zero out of ten because we didn't get any Animal Crossing news. Um, that is that is fair. I think that is a valid complaint. 
You got more news what? about the Smash Brothers DLC than you did about Animal Crossing, which is due sometime this year. Yes. So, take that it's for what canceled. it's worth. It's been canceled. No one has it. You the F Zero sequel has been permanently canceled, and I will, which is, I cry about can, it every day. But can, can we can we talk about that? What's going on? No. It's not like no, we can't. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> I I love F Zero. No, I I love F Zero GX. It's just I I don't know. It, it does no one. It's the talent just no longer there or something. I don't know. We cannot discuss this. Okay. Uh, but that was the rundown of today's Nintendo Direct. There's a lot of cool stuff happening on the it's Switch good. this year. It's it's a good year to own a Switch. That is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2018 has Smash Bros. 2018, like, had December Smash Bros. had Smash Bros. Dece- <laughs> yeah, December had Smash Bros. It, it ended strong, but ugh. I got a lot of I got a lot of PS4 action. God of War kept me going. All right. Well, I think that's about I think that's about all I want to cover tonight. So I say we on the podcast. That's a great idea. Okay. Well, I Josh is like the expert at the spiel of where you want to find us, uh, but. Uh, if you want to find us on YouTube, which is where we would sure love your subscriptions and uh, viewing of our content, just find us at Unscripted at uh, Unscripted Podcast is the name of the channel. So uh-huh. look us up there. We've got some Unscripted Gaming Plays X of Apex Legends, and I think we'll probably uh, continue to be playing some more of that. Um, Should be some footage in the background. Yeah, so we'll we'll get some uh, some footage of that and. Uh, Continue doing some more stuff there. I think Ray and I have got an idea for some more video-based series that we want to do here in the in the near future. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, so check us out there. If uh, you know, obviously like, comment, subscribe, and uh, hey, if you feel like it, leave a uh, review on your respective uh, podcast platforms to help us out there because those that sure do a lot. a lot for us as well. So. Helps a whole uh, lot. I think that's all I got, my friend. Well then, let's go ahead and end it out. Alright, well hey, thanks for listening to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Mike. My name is Ray. And we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>